Welcome to Just Julie. I am Julie, and I want you to know how thankful I am that you chose to join me today. And now, here is today's episode. Welcome to today's episode on Just Julie. Today, we're going to talk about step parenting. It has its ups and its downs. So please join me as we discuss this very important topic. Hello, today is Wednesday and our topic today is step parenting. Not everybody is affected by step parenting, but those of us who are, you know, we're interested in what other people have gone through and experienced and how they dealt with it. So one of the things about step parenting is that years ago, most people didn't talk about it. It was almost taboo. But now there's a lot more conversation. So why in the world am I talking about this? Well, about 33 years ago, I became a step parent. Single, never married, and married a man who um, was taking care of his children. And, you know, here's, here's my thought. I mean, I was 33 years old and thought that I would know what to do because I was 33 years old and a nurse and I could go into this family and just be exactly what they needed. Yes, you're right. That was very presumptuous of me because that's not how it worked. And You know, I'm going to start out by saying that I made a lot of mistakes in being a step-parent. I had never been that before and had not realized the dynamics of truly stepping into a family that was already established. And I think that's where... A lot of times we miss the, the, the core of the problem. Even with adoption, we miss this core um, when we are adopting older children that they are coming into a home that's already established and it is very hard for them to feel like they are a part of an already established home. And so this now was my experience of going into an already established home. You know, when you hear about step parenting, most people think about Cinderella and the evil stepmother and she was she was not nice at all. And unfortunately, that has been tagged on many women and men who fall into the role of step parent. I don't know that anyone who steps into that role is truly prepared for that. 
because every family is unique and different. Every family has already created their own traditions and their own norms. And so when you step into that, this is expected that you will now become a part of that tradition and norm. Speaking for myself, I will never forget the first Christmas with my new family. The kids were 10, 9, and almost 2 years old. Well, actually at Christmas, she was 2 years old, I believe. And um, (laughs) when we were opening gifts, you know, everybody was taking a turn and we all would watch them open a gift. Well, I had never done that before. So here's the thing. I mean, I am an only child. So if you have not grown up in only child home, well, here's what you need to know. In only child home, the parents are watching the child open. That's how that works. As you get older, as the only child, you then want to see, you know, what what you got for your parents and all that kind of thing. But when you're the only child in the home, you're not waiting around for anybody else because you're it. (laughs) So that's how I grew up. So I go into a home and, and their tradition is is to open, take turns, and that kind of thing. So I had to learn. I had to learn that. I had to to learn the tradition of the home with 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 decorating decorating the tree or how meals are go go and and what's expected of um, what they do as a family in the evening and how to incorporate myself into that. You know, I tell you that because it's it's not easy. It's not easy for the person as the step parent because you are trying to find your way and your place with every person. But I will start out saying this, number one, that step parents step into loss whether it's by death or divorce or just a walk away, there is loss. And this is one thing I did not realize. In my weird way of thinking, I was stepping in to help them recover from their loss. Oh, how nice of me, right? Honestly, I was just a reminder of their loss. And I didn't realize that for a long time. Children love their parents. That's 101 with attachment class. They love their parents. And I was so naive about all of that, that I did not understand the bond that children had with their parents or parents to their children. You know, in some situations, 
um, a parent walks away and they're gone. They're just gone. They don't come back. In other situations, uh, a parent dies. It, it wasn't their choosing. They they got, you know, accident or terminal illness, They and they died. In the other, it's divorce where someone is choosing uh, a different uh, a life and it won't be in the home. That's the established marital home. It's not going to be in there anymore. And so taking all of those attachment pieces away and that foundation and that security is so traumatic. And I was clueless, absolutely clueless. But I think it helps anybody who's going to be a step parent or if you're already there and needing to to learn some more because it is something you need to learn is that loss is in there and the loss is the person you are marrying. They have lost lost as well. You know, they were married to someone who doesn't want to be married to them anymore. So so that so they're going through that 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 grief. Here's here's children who want mom and dad to be together and mom or dad have have decided differently. And so that's very, very painful. So many times too, children can believe that they're the cause of it and they're not. But, you know, kids are just kind of like that. They kind of want their home to be their home. Um, and then the parent, a lot of times is going to feel guilty because of what is happening to their children. And that sets up a, a new dynamic for the step parent. So step parent, understand this, that when you go into a home with children and you're a person you're marrying now, they are grieving. They are grieving. They may have waited, you know, year, two years, three years, whatever, but they are still grieving because of rejection and, and the, or the death of their spouse. And with that, will be feelings of guilt because they can't give their children what they wanted to. They see their children hurting, so they try to make up for that. And that's what I didn't understand. And so this is what I want to speak to because I think it helps. It helps to know that. I wish I had known that 33 years ago. Now, let me say this before I go any further. I have a good relationship with my stepchildren. I mean, I am uh, a nana to their their children, and I feel like that we have grown in all kinds of ways as a family that needed to come together and figure each other out. And we all made mistakes in that, but we have all worked through that and continue to learn how to honor and respect one another. So this today is to give you some of my own experiences. And as I have matured and grown and educated myself more about families, I'm wanting to share with you some things that are helpful and that I wish I would have known. Um, Secondly, step parenting is really a reflection of yourself. And that didn't really 
happen for me until I was in the role for a few years because it is it is true that you as a step parent can feel like an outsider and that's especially true if the other parent is still living because here's the thing you were not part of that initial family as it was created you weren't there I wasn't there. Um, I I wasn't there to experience everything in their all their Christmases past, and so you know when when that unit is talking about things they've done in the past or funny funny things, and and I you know I'm clueless, or you as a step parent are clueless. That's just part. That's just part of it. Um, and so you start reflecting about yourself and trying to figure out your purpose. And in in doing that, you need to look at what it is you're trying to do and what it is you need to stop trying to do and become much more aware of the feelings and attachments and loss and trauma of the children that are involved. It it really helps to take you down a notch or two. Because as much as there's a tendency to think that this is all about you as the step parent, it's it's not. Um, is the role difficult? Yeah. The role the role is difficult. You know, it has been said that it's harder being a step parent than a bio parent. Um, especially when you come into this mix of a already established family. And sometimes depending on the ages, you know, is kind of where you have to navigate how you're going to build a relationship. Children typically um, 10 and under are are quicker to try to build a relationship with um but above 10 and older it's really hard i mean think about how many years they have lived with these two people and those two people have been supplying them with their needs and so it's going to be harder on trying to find your place and your role. Now, this can go either way, um, but this is just my own personal opinion. I don't think any child should be forced to call a step parent mom or dad. If they choose to do that, that's up to them. But as a step parent, I don't think that we have the right to demand that. Secondly, I would just caution that those of us as as step parents do not decide that we are now dad or mom because we aren't unless the children recognizes as that. If they call you by your first name, then okay. 
that's okay. If they give you another kind of name, then that's okay. But they have a mother and they have a father and they have to be okay with what they call you. And this was one of those things that was so hard for me, especially meeting new people um, when they would ask, oh, are these your children? Well, you know, to save everybody any kind of going to any long explanation, I would say yes. And I know it had to be awkward for them um, because it's just, it's just too long to have to, to explain anything. Um, and so I think it's just one of those things that everybody needs to talk about. You know, I think a step-parent and the person they're, they are marrying need to have these kind of hard conversations as to um, what, what is expected and, and how shall I address, you know, myself with other people. And it's okay to talk about things like that. I think it makes it much more comfortable and... Um, you know, I wish there was some more of those kind of conversations that I would have had myself. Now, the third thing I want to say is that step parenting is best served by connecting with those who've experienced it. Okay, so 33 years ago, there just wasn't a lot of, there weren't a lot of support groups, there weren't a lot of people who talked about it. And so a a lot of the support that I had, and there were some wonderful people, and I, I know they meant well, but they were not in my role and had never been. And so some of the things that I was encouraged, you know, to, to do was probably not the best thing to do. This is kind of like anything that we step into. You know, if we step into adoption, the people who will help you the most, the people who are your most reliable resource are those who've done it. If, you know, if you're getting married, the person who will help you the most is the person who's already done it. Um, Not the person who has never done this. If you're wanting to talk with somebody what it's like to have a baby, do you talk with somebody who's never had a baby? I mean, it just makes sense. I will have to um, tell this on myself. So when I first got out of nursing school, all I wanted to do was be a labor and delivery nurse. That's what I wanted to do. It was what I thought my calling was, you know. So my first job was at Shan's Teaching Hospital in Gainesville, Florida, and I worked in the perinatal ICU, which meant every woman in there had was high risk and had some something that needed to be monitored very, um, in in a very strictly. So my youngest patient was 13. My oldest patients were in their forties 
And so high risk, very intense. And so I, it, it dawned on me one day as I am helping these women deliver babies and I'm telling them how to breathe and just like the book said to do and do all of that. And I thought, you know what? I think, Julie, it would be best if you go to a medical surgical floor and start off there before you're telling these women how to have babies. And so that's what I did. It was the best thing I ever did was to, was to make that change. But my point is, is that there are some things that need people around you that have been there, done that, and can help you. Now, there are some support groups online, um, some some, um, magazines and things like blogs, and sometimes they're they're just gripe sessions, and that's not a good place to go because gripe sessions usually are um, filled with people who have just not worked on what's going on in the home, and there's just explosions every day, and it's just chaotic. And so you need to get with somebody who's, who's been able to um, uh, work through some difficult times and has moved on, you know, with that. So I'm going to end today with nine things, nine, nine things a step parent should never do. Number one, you should never try to take the other parent's place. And that was a mistake I made. I thought this this space is open here in this family and I'll step in there and now the space has been filled. Wrong. Wrong. Physically, I was there. But I could not replace the emotional need that was there. And so don't try to do that. Don't try to to take the place. Now, you know, there are some situations where this works very differently than the way I'm talking. And that's beautiful and I'm and I'm glad, but for the most part, this is a very difficult um thing to do. So, number 1, try not to take the other parent's place. Secondly, a, a step-parent should never physically punish your stepkids. That is one of those things that is left up to the biological parent. That's left up to them. That's not the job of a step-parent um, because it just makes things harder for the step parent. Uh, number three, a step parent should never assume a position of authority. Now, I will say that there are times when the other parent, especially if this is a female stepping into the role and the male is gone some, and, and so there is some authority given there, that has to happen, um, but that should not always be the case. Whenever the other parent is present and in the home, they are authority. 
one, two, three, oh, number four, never interfere with co-parenting discussions. Those discussions are going to happen. The job of the step-parent is to support and encourage their spouse. Do not, do not step in to those kinds of discussions. That is not your place. It just cloud makes it cloudy um, with uh, your role. The, it's it's a problem for the children. So just don't don't do that. Next, should never interfere with conflicts between kids and their parent. That's that's a hard one. That's a hard one, and I could have done better on that one. And that's one of those things again where. I felt like this was my place, and it wasn't. And I completely agree with that. Do not interfere with conflicts between kids and their parent. The next thing is never actively counter the other parent's wishes. Okay, so what does that mean? The other parent, um, unless this is unsafe, abusive, um, don't step into the decision-making and then try to take charge of that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because, again, it just causes more stress and strain for the entire family. Next, don't badmouth the ex. Don't Bad mouth the mother, don't bad mouth the father. I know you may be tempted to do that, but again, let's go back to kids and their parents, and they are going to try to please each parent. They're going to say what they want uh, to say because they think. That's what the other parent wants to hear a lot of times so that they won't make the other parent sad or mad at them. And that's just how they're coping. You know, I'm not saying it's right uh, or wrong. I'm just saying that that's going to happen. And don't get upset about it because that's their way of trying to deal with a very, very difficult situation. So again, Step parents should never try to take the other parent's place. Phys- physically punish your stepkids. Assume a position of authority. Interfere with co-parenting discussions. Interfere with conflicts between kids and their parent. Actively counter the other parent's wishes or badmouth the ex. I tell you what, I tell you what is the best thing. As we wrap this up today, is having relationships with those kids when they grow up and seeing them thrive and seeing them with their own families, but also learning about yourself and learning how to have a healthier, stronger relationship with those kids when you stepped into their lives at a very tough time. Thanks so much for joining me today. And remember, be kind.
This podcast is brought to you by The Still Waters. The Still Waters is a service to provide counseling when you don't know what to do or how to make it through those difficult days. Buried beneath a lifetime of heartache and broken, sometimes help is needed to find the real you, the genuine you, created by God. Through the still waters, you can find the life tools that lead to peace and healing and happiness. Go to the website, stillwaterslife.com, and take the first step toward rising above and finding a better life. Stillwaterslife.com. Visit the website today, stillwaterslife.com.